0: As we begin, I'd like to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 3 to 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3. We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. By great endurance, in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as imposters and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. As I was working on this passage this last while, I was struck not just by what the Apostle Paul tells the Corinthians, but also by his open heart. Now, understand here that not everyone accepted the Apostle in Corinth. In fact, he seems to be writing this letter of 2 Corinthians to deal with controversies that had been stirred up in Corinth about him. He, he had written in his first letter a very strong letter, uh, a lot of reprimands to the church because of the sin that had been in that church. He also told them that in his first letter he was wanting to visit them, but those plans had changed and some people were were upset over this. Now, as we move through the letter of 2 Corinthians, we come to this section of chapter 6 where the apostle begins to share and open his heart up to these Corinthians. Now, this section of the epistle is not so much about doctrine, but about Paul's ministry, his desire in ministry and, and his desire for the Corinthians. Paul speaks here of his heart. He, he shares something of his heart for the Corinthians and in his work and for himself and in his relationship with the Lord in this section. So I want to take some time here and break down what Paul is saying, this very personal reflection, this very personal exposing of his own heart to the Corinthians. And then I want to see what this has to do with us and in our relationship with each other and with our Lord. Now, as we begin this section, the Apostle speaks about his ministry passion. And that passion could be summed up in the words, No obstacle, no fault. And we get that from verse 3, where he says this, We put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry. Now, the apostle considered himself to be an ambassador for Christ. And he understood that that responsibility came with some great obligations. Now, it's quite possible for an ambassador to misrepresent the one who sends him. And Paul knew that if he was to represent the Lord Jesus, there must be no obstacle to that ministry and no faults in that ministry. His life and his words were correctly to represent the Lord Jesus. Any action that did not do so would be an obstacle in his calling. If his behavior did not reflect the values of his Lord who sent him, That would be an obstacle if his words and attitudes were not that of the Lord's, he would be at fault. And the apostle opens his heart here to the Corinthians and tells them that he felt this obligation very seriously upon himself. That he was to put no obstacle before them or anyone else in the ministry to which God had called him so that no fault could be found in him as an ambassador For the Lord Jesus Christ. No obstacle. No fault. Now the apostle goes on to explain how that passion of no obstacle, no fault, was being put to the test in his life. And in this he opens his heart to the Corinthians. Listen to what he says in verse 4 of Second Corinthians chapter 6. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. The apostle shares how he commended himself by great endurance. He was afflicted. He he suffered hardships and calamities. He was beaten and imprisoned, but his preaching was the cause of riots in, in, in cities where he ministered. He he worked hard, but, but he experienced many sleepless nights, whether because of the physical pain he had in his body that had been beaten or the anxious thoughts that, that plagued him as he considered and thought and worried about those to whom he ministered. Here he admits to the Corinthians, that he he experienced hunger and great times without food or or, or or the necessities in ministry. The apostle testifies here that his ministry was not always glorious. He he struggled with rejection, with pain, and anxious nights. I remember as a young missionary how I shared some of my personal struggles with the, with the church at that time. And, and someone came up to me later and told me that, that I shouldn't expose my struggles as a leader. It would diminish the people's perspective of me. And he told me that people who have, would have much more difficulty following a leader who gave the impression that he struggled just like them. And he felt that he needed to give the impression that he had won those battles and that he could give people uh, the victory and show people the way to victory and help them to have a higher opinion of himself as a leader. Well, I never did accept that advice. Praise the Lord. I struggle with like everyone else struggles. I have a flesh that hurts when it's struck by stones I, I have a heart that breaks when someone is hurt. I, I lose sleep with, when concerns weigh heavily weigh heavily upon me and Paul is being very open with the Corinthians here he's telling them that he was beating it, that he had been beaten, and when it beat it hurt. And he was imprisoned and spent anxious nights without sleep. And all of this required of him an incredible endurance, strength to keep going when it just seemed like it was all too much for him to bear. Paul shares his heart here with these Corinthians. He opens his heart up to them and shares with them the pain and the struggles that he's experiencing in his ministry. Next, Paul shares how he had to demonstrate the qualities of the spirit in these times of deep agony, despair, and physical pain. Verse 6, by purity knowledge patience kindness the holy spirit genuine love now there's a lot in those verses in that verse that we don't have time to examine in this context suffice it to say that like any one of us paul knew that if he if uh, if he wasn't going to be an obstacle before the people he needed to demonstrate the character of christ in his afflictions now i tell you it, how easy would it have been for 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 him to have ungodly thoughts towards those who were stoning him. How easy it would have been for him to water down the message that was the reason why they were throwing stones at him in the first place. Patience and kindness towards those who hurt him was not natural to Paul's flesh. Taking matters into in his own hands instead of trusting the leading of the Spirit of God would have been an easier road to take. But the Apostle shares here, however, how he had chosen not to put an obstacle before anyone and that no fault, so that no fault will be found in his ministry. And in order to do that, he made it his desire to walk in purity of heart, mind, and in his response to those who afflicted him. The Apostle shares with the Corinthians here that this was his battle in the midst of this affliction. To walk in purity and godliness amidst opposition and to face the tragedies and struggles with godliness, that was his battle. And so Paul shares not only the pain that he had to endure, but the battle inside of him to maintain a heart that was right with God. Now, Paul moves on from this to show the Corinthians that the only way he was able to overcome was by means of the power of God and the weapons of righteousness placed at his disposal. In verse 7, by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. This is a confession of weakness of the flesh for Paul. He gives glory to God for the victory. He wants the Corinthians to know that his strength was not sufficient. And like any of them, he had to rely on the power of God and the weapons of righteousness in order to overcome the flesh. And so Paul confesses here his personal weakness but the strength of God and the weapons of righteousness that had been given to him and placed at his disposal that enabled him to overcome. As he opens his heart yet fuller to the Corinthians, Paul shares with them how he knew what it was like to be dishonored, slandered, and treated as an imposter. He faced death, sorrow, and poverty. And so in verses 8 to 10, he says this, Through dishonor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors, yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying. And behold, we live as punished, and yet we are not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. From a human perspective, his ministry was far from glorious. And he didn't hesitate to share his struggles in this ministry. He speaks of the scars and the sorrows. But he also speaks of the praise and rejoicing he felt in his heart. He stood before them beaten, bruised, and slandered, but alive by the grace of God. He didn't have money for a nice suit and tie, but he had everything he needed in Jesus Christ. And Paul shares the hope he has despite the pain and struggle. And so we come to verse 11, where Paul, after sharing his ministry and his personal struggles and the issues that he had to face, says this, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. Those words we have spoken freely to you are important. Paul opens his heart wide to the Corinthians. He, he did this by making himself vulnerable to them. He, he did this by being honest with them about his struggles and the pains and the afflictions. He shared how he experienced the, the much needed comfort he needed from the Lord and the strength that he had to, to receive from the Lord. And Paul's willingness to be vulnerable here is an expression of his relationship with the Corinthians. He opens himself up to those whom he loves, and that's the type of people we open ourselves up to, those we love. And by sharing these very personal matters, Paul reveals the kind of relationship he wanted with them, to speak freely with them, to be able to open his heart to them. That was the kind of heart and relationship Paul wanted with these Corinthians, to be able to share freely with them. Now, while the the Apostle Paul wanted that kind of an open relationship with the Corinthians, notice how he ends this section of the epistle in verse 12. He says this, You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. Paul just opened his heart to the Corinthians, and, and after doing so, he says, look, you're not restricted by us. And there's a contrast here between Paul opening his heart to the Corinthians and them being restricted towards him. That 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 word "restricted" in the Greek language refers to a narrow place, and if and it can refer to a person who is unwilling to leave their comfort zone to express themselves. Or, or by opening himself up to the Corinthians, Paul demonstrates that he was not restricted in his ability to share his heart with them. He 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 did not keep them. Himself from expressing their heart and return to Him. But notice how He says this to them. He says to them in, in verse 12, You are restricted in your affections in other words their affections were all bound up so that they could not be expressed they were confined to a narrow place so that they could not move and Paul is telling the Corinthians here is that that they are handicapped in the expression of their affections in other words they were so private about their faith that nobody would even know they were believers. The light shone in their hearts, but it was so covered up that no one could see it. Paul tells these individuals that their affections were restricted. I had an opportunity recently to pray with a young adult whose friend was clinging to life after a car accident. And, and as we prayed over her, uh, a flood of agonizing pain just overcame her. And she just wept and wept with grief. And, and and she began to cry out, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. Why did this have to happen to him? Why couldn't I have been the one who was on this life support instead? And, and as I sat there beside beside her I I heard her say I'm so sorry for crying I heard those words and I've heard those words over and over again as I pray with people they come they come from a heart that that, that that's so agonizing but it's a heart that says I shouldn't let people know that I'm what I'm feeling I, I I just need to hide this pain these brothers and sisters shouldn't know that I'm hurting I need to restrict my affections I need to bind them up in a narrow place where they can't get up. I need to lock them and put a lock on that door and keep them from being res- being demonstrated in any way, shape, or form. Now, let me tell you something about this. The Lord God expressed his affections for you very openly. He sent his son to this earth, and that son took on flesh, visible flesh, and lived among us, and he grew up as a man and experienced every limitation we have, and we watched him be rejected by the crowds. We saw him weep at the grave of Lazarus. We watched as the soldiers drove nails through his wrists and feet, as he as he was lifted up the for the uh, on the cross for everyone to see. He, he 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 we saw him agonize in pain and cry out to his father in his time of deep need, Father. Father, why have you forsaken me? And all of this was in public view. It was a visible demonstration of the Father's affection for us. And the question I ask myself is this, Will will I refuse to bear a tear for a brother or sister? Will I refuse to bear a tear for, for the grief of a brother or sister? Or, or, or a shout of joy in the demonstration of what God has done for us so publicly through his own son, Jesus Christ. And after sharing his own heart and life with the Corinthians, the apostle Paul concludes his section in verse 13 by saying, in return, he says, I speak to you as children, widen your hearts. Also, widen your hearts also in return for sharing his heart. Paul wanted the Corinthians to open their hearts to him as well. In return for this very public demonstration of the Lord's affection. They were to take their affections out of that narrow prison cell and set them free to declare the joy of the Lord. They were to open their hearts to one another. They were to minister and care for one another and feel the pain of one another. And if there's one thing that Paul demonstrates here, it is a pastoral heart. It is it is a heart that knew that he was dealing with human beings who felt agony, who felt pain, who felt suffering. It was a heart that that experienced the joy of sharing someone else's burden. The God who demonstrated the depth of affection he had for us by sending his son calls out to you and me today, widen your heart. Give room for your affections. Allow them to love and to feel the love that I so freely offer. Allow them to express that love for one another. Allow them to weep a tear for a brother or sister who's grieving. Allow them to express the depth of joy you have in Jesus Christ. And writing to the Corinthians on that day, the apostle says, you are restricted in your affections. How we need the touch of God on our affections today. We need Him to heal us so that we can feel for others. We need Him to heal us so that we can experience more fully His love for us. We need Him to touch us so that we can, we can understand and we can Release the pain that is bound up within us. Our God must be the God of our affections. The God who so publicly demonstrated his affection for us calls us now to open our heart to him and to experience and to know his presence, to feel for our brothers and sisters in pain. And so... May the God who is the Lord of our affections heal them and bring them in line with his purpose.